Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Well, today we are, we've been looking at a couple different movies. Last week we looked at The Incredibles. We looked at Hidden Figures. And this week... We are looking at wonder. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but the only word that I can describe it, maybe two words put together, is tearjerker. That's it. Tearjerker. If you want a good movie that's like going to touch your heart, make you feel warm and fuzzy, but at the same time cry your eyes out, then this is a good movie for you. But today I want to look at this movie because it's a super powerful story of Augie. Now, Augie was this kid. His name is August, and his... His, uh, his birth was that of a complex situation. In fact, when he was born, he was born undeveloped and underdeveloped, I should say. Um, and so the doctors had to do all of these surgeries. He's been through 27 surgeries to get him to be able to hear and see properly and be able to talk and, and just have a, a normal-looking face. And you'll see that as the, all of the plastic surgeries and everything that they've done, he still looks different. And so we see his journey and now it's the first day of school. So we join Augie and the parents as they launch him out into his first day of school. You can't blend in when you are made to stand out. I love this line because I feel like the biggest sin and the biggest thing that the enemy is trying to do with the next generation is trying to help them blend in. And we weren't meant to blend in. We weren't meant to be like everybody else or stand in the crowd and not be noticed. But God has designed this next generation for so much. Uh, many of you know we were youth pastors at my dad's church for 10 years before we launched Change. And we had the privilege of working with the next generation. And I remember when my dad first asked me to be youth pastor, I told him blatantly, no. I said, absolutely not. Number one, I don't want to be a pastor. And number two, I don't like to work with youth. <laughs> that was just like how I came back from my one year of college, all wisdom filled of what I wanted to do with my life, right? And I remember going before God and saying, God, hey, I told my dad, I said, you know, I'll pray about it, whatever. And I went before God and I just said, God, if this is what you want me to do, break my heart for it. But if not, let's move on because I got a lot more things I want to accomplish. And you know I don't want to be the fifth generation pastor. I want to do something new uh, with my life. And in that moment, God started showing me a generation that had so much potential, but yet was stuck in their room of self-harm and depression and thinking too much about the outside of blending in. And God started to break me. An hour and a half later, I'm bawling, crying. I'm coming down to my dad. I'm like, Dad, there is nothing on this face of the earth that I want to do more than be your youth pastor. And so I gave my life to it. And I gave my life to it. And I saw all of the youth that came through our doors. They came with scars. They came with this mask of saying, somebody see me. But they've been trained to blend in. Anybody under the age of 21, can I hear you in the room today? I need your help preaching for the next couple minutes. Is that all right? Hello? Did you guys drink your caffeine this morning? All right. Well, you need some caffeine. Uh, you're too young for that, though. So you should just be able to grab it from within. God has given that to you. I need your help to preach. Is that all right? Because you're one of the most wild, untamed generations ever known to mankind. Did you know that? You are one of the most crazy generations that nobody can figure out. 
and that's awesome. Nobody can figure out how to reach you. Nobody can figure out how to, how to tame what you have inside of you. You're one of the most incredible generations ever known. And this is probably one of the greatest launches that we've ever seen. If our generation can launch the next generation correctly, it's probably going to be one of the greatest transfers ever known in history. Because this next generation is incredible. Now this is where you chime in and say amen. There you go. There you go. Good job. If you're under 21, I need to hear you a little louder, right? This is one of the most incredible generations because they are going to literally change the world. Amen. And see, here's where we are. We have come to a point where my generation, we grew up and we knew what a, what a phone was and we knew what Facebook was and we grew up with MySpace and Zanga. Come on, somebody, don't date me. And we knew what that was, but it wasn't a second nature thing. We had to learn it, right? We had to learn how to touch people in Japan and Hong Kong and all around the world and send up and, in, like, 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 put videos online. Like, that was like, whoa. You know, you had to pay, like, 50 cents to send a video through text message. It was like, whoa. And then you have this new generation that's come up that was born into technology where it's normal to reach the world. It's normal. You post something and everybody around sees it. And they can all like it, no matter what country they're from, no matter where they are in the world. They're the most in-touch generation our world has ever seen. And yet the trap of the enemy is to make them the most untouchable generation ever known in history. And so we have a gap. We have this incredible potential, but we have a generation that wants to hide. We have a generation that has so much potential and so much incredible uh, things inside of them that God has placed there from the beginning of time. He's already put that in, and he has this mandate, this mandate stamped on it. If you're under 21, check under your neck. I'm sure it's there somewhere. God stamped you with greatness, with significance. And from the beginning of time, he planned this time in history for you. But what are we doing to launch the next generation into the greatness that they were made for. I think of this, this scene where they're sending him off to school, and it's this moment where it's a first for them all. It's a first for Augie, and it's a first for the parents, and it's this, this thought of the unknown. Like Augie's going into this place where he hasn't been before. He's going into a zone that's unknown. It's, it's like stepping out of the boat of comfort into the rough waters of the unknown. And isn't that where God wants us? Isn't that where God leads us all the time? And though we like to stay comfortable as humans, we like to stay in what we know, God always draws us to the unknown because he knows that's where he can be God. Because if we didn't step into the unknown and we knew everything and everything was feeling great and we're just dancing around just every day, all day long, like we wouldn't need God involved. But God doesn't want us to settle for the mundane and this next generation, God doesn't want to settle for just being another generation on the map. God doesn't want this next generation to settle just to be another blip on the map, another blip in history, another generation that built on the other generation. I truly believe this generation that's coming up, this generation of 21 and under, and all of us old people, we can just hold, hold ourselves high, right, and be proud. 
But this next generation coming up is one of the greatest, most significant generations in history. And that's from God the Father. He's spoken that over them. And it's our job to launch them well, to launch them into what they were designed to do. But we have to teach the next generation what to do with that potential. Come on, old people, where are you at? We got to teach the next generation what to do with this potential, right? Jesus sets us free to come alive to our purpose, and, but we can't come alive to our purpose if we don't stand out, right, and get out of where everybody else is. But isn't that uncomfortable? Students, isn't that so uncomfortable when God calls you to do something that not everybody else is doing? I remember in youth ministry, we would have these students and we'd, I mean, we'd light them up, right? Like on Wednesdays, we're preaching like, you can change your school. You can change the world. There ain't nothing you can't do without God. And when God's involved, like no man can be against him. These students are like pumped. They're like, Pastor Elijah, what are going to, I want to change my school. Oh my word, God has like broken me from my high school, broken me from my junior high. Like I see all these students and they're sitting by themselves in their lunchrooms. And man, we, saw, we started seeing students get out of their comfort zone and say, I just want to, I want to do something. So they start inviting the outsiders to their group, and they started making it the in-group. They started speaking life into their school. They started these clubs where they would start pouring into fellow students to be the problem solvers of their school. Can you imagine what would happen if you and your friends came to school, and all you thought about was like, what are the issues that we can solve because we're Christ's kids, and we have all the authority in us, and we carry the keys of the kingdom? What would happen if all of a sudden you looked around and you said, wow, that kid is really hurt, broken? He's very, he's very hurt. In fact, he's so hurt, he's hurting others. How can we love on him and change his life? What if that started happening? And what if all of a sudden you started looking around and saying, man, I, I wonder what the principal and the faculty is trying to get accomplished in the school. And we started seeing these students start to dream and think outside the box. I say, what can we do? What can we do? What does God want us to accomplish in this? I think of the greatest the greatest handoff ever was Moses and Joshua. And you have Moses who was one of the greatest leaders in the Bible. I mean, he was the one who set the people free. He went before Pharaoh after years of slavery, and he said, set my people free. He had some dude, you know what I'm saying? He came in, he threw his stick down, and became a snake. He did things that the wise and the magicians couldn't do. This guy was bad to the bone. He saved all the people from slavery brought them and led them, and he, he parted the Red Seas. He made water come out of a rock. He made manna come down from the sky. Come on. He was epic. And yet we see this transfer where Moses comes to a point where he can't lead anymore. It was the promised land. And there's this conversation. It's so very interesting to me. And I was studying it and bringing it up again. But I, every time I read this conversation, I'm like, wow, this is so amazing, the relationship that Moses had with God. Because he was before God. And you know, you know how Moses, uh, if you don't know this, this is really interesting. But everywhere that they went, Moses would set up a tent of meeting and meet with God. In fact, the Bible said that he had a relationship like no other man on the face of the earth. It was a face-to-face -face relationship. Can you imagine having a face-to-face -face encounter with the Creator? And so Moses was leading out of this vision because he was literally looking into the eyes of the creator. And as he would look into the eyes of the creator, then he would go back and he would lead the people with that same vision. Isn't that powerful? It's what God calls us to do. Look him eye to eye. 
And so Moses comes to this point, and he's arguing with God because God has already told him he can't lead the people into the promised land. He wasn't meant to. He wasn't the leader for it. You know, it had been past things where he, would, he disobeyed God with his rod and all this stuff. But, but beside the point, this was the time where Joshua was being raised up to become the leader. And so this conversation goes, Moses is like, please, God. Have you ever been here? Were you arguing with God? Please. I know I heard your voice, and I know what you said. But please, if you could just change your mind. And the Bible actually says, the Lord says, enough. Any parents in the room? Kid asks you over and over again, all of a sudden you're like, enough. Talk to the hand because the parent ain't listening. And and Lord says, enough. Joshua's going to inherit, inherit what you see. Let me speak to you, old people in the room, all right? God is going to let this next generation inherit the vision that he gives us. What are we seeing? So he tells Moses, go climb a mountain. This is where we pick up in the passage. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 1 says, Then Moses climbed Mount Nebu from the plains of Moab to the top of Pisgah. Don't you love names in the Bible? They make you feel like you don't know how to read. It's amazing. Across from Jericho, there the Lord showed him the whole land. Everybody say the whole land. And it's great. God said, he made a promise before Moses climbed the mountain. He said, this next generation is going to inherit what you see. Now go up to the top of the mountain. And then he gets up on the top of the mountain and the Lord shows him the whole land. Not just some, but the entire land. God doesn't want to settle for little real estate. God doesn't want to settle for tiny territory. God doesn't want to settle for limited dreams. God wants to show you the whole land. What are the little dreams you've been okay with and settling for? Saying, well, God, that's okay. That'll be fine. Well, this next generation, I don't know. They, they, they might have a little bit of potential. Maybe. Maybe they'll, they'll do okay. And God said, no, no, no. Climb the mountain. They're going to inherit what you see. And so Moses saw the whole land. Come on, somebody. Then the Lord showed him the whole land from Galeed to Dan, all of Naphtali, the territory of Ephraim, Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the Mediterranean Sea and the Negev, the whole region from the valley of Jericho, the city of Palms, which, by the way, he promised to Abraham. So this was like one of those promises coming true through generations passed down. Isn't that great? As far as Zoar, then the Lord said to him, this is the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then I said, I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you will not cross over into it. Did you know the next generation cannot lead to where we have not laid our eyes on? They can't lead to what we have not laid our eyes on. And so our job as a generation of old people, as a generation of people who have been there and done it and have been fighting on our knees and seeing a move of God, we are to see the vision of where we are going. Here at Change, that is our heart. Our heart is to see this next generation come alive. You know, we can't shape the next generation. We can't shape the future unless we shape those who carry it and hold it in their hands. And we truly believe that this next generation holds the future in their hands.
Do you believe that? It's this amazing transfer. It's passing the baton. It's passing the reins. It's passing the staff of God that you've seen do miracles. You've seen the Red Seas part and then walk on dry land. Woo! I wish I were there. You've seen it with your eyes. In fact, you use the staff that's in your hand, and now you're passing it on to the next generation, the wild ones. And so we pick up in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9, and here's Joshua. It says, Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the Spirit. Now I will say this. I truly believe this next generation will be nothing without the Spirit of God in them and on them. Because by our own power, we can't do much. But by His power, possibilities are endless. Right? When God is in it, the possibilities are, are out of this world. But he says, Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the Spirit of wisdom to know what to do, know what to say, know how to do it. Check this out. Because. He was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. There's power when we start to pray for our young people. There's power when we lay our hands on them. And we start speaking life into their future. We start praying for the spirit of God to fill them with wisdom. To know what to do. Because this world is at a place where it's never been before. We're dealing with issues that we've, we've never dealt with. We don't know how to talk through. There's a lot of things that are happening today that we didn't have to deal with in our generation. And now we need to pray, God, fill them with a spirit of wisdom. Because they're the ones that carry your glory. And so it says, Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to him, Joshua. They listened to Joshua. And did what the Lord commanded Moses, because Moses did it right, and he laid his hands on Joshua, and gave him the wisdom and spirit of wisdom that was in him. Now Joshua was leading the people, and the people were obeying the commands that Moses spoke. Did you know that you have power in your voice and power in your prayers? And when you start to speak that over the next generation, you start to get involved with what they're doing. You start speaking commands that will be obeyed in the following generations to come, that you aren't even a part of, but God God's going to do it through you because of how you transferred the Spirit of God. Come on, somebody. We are the transfers. We're the transfers. We're the transportation of God's Spirit, and we're pouring it out to transfer it into the next generation. Yell, I'm sorry, but I'm excited about this because this is one of the greatest transfers that if we do it right, this next generation will bring the power of God in this city like no other generation before. Revival will break out in ways that we have not seen it before because a generation, when they carry the Spirit of God, there is no possibility that they cannot reach. There's no impossibilities for them at all. Come on, somebody. You got to help me preach today. Got to help me preach. So our approach in this is change is we're partnering with things like The Village. And we're doing like a creative camp for the kids. We're getting involved. We're not silent on the matter. I don't know how many students are in your life, but what are some students around that you can look around and say, all right, who do I have that I can transfer the Spirit of God into? 
Who are some people that I can pour my life into and speak into and say, you can go places that we have not gone before because it's launch day. It's launch day. I view it like this, is us as a, a, a generation, we are building the vehicle for which this generation will use to get to the planets and stars and, and galaxies that we've not seen before. See, there are only so many things that a generation can accomplish in that period of that generation. And I feel like God has done so much in my generation. I've, I'm, I'm blown away at the miracles that God has done and the lives that God has changed. But let me tell you, he's just getting started. And if we don't do this right, if we don't build the vehicle for the vision to take off and go places that we have not gone before, we will, we will handicap a generation from reaching their true potential. Because the enemy wants nothing more than to derail the next generation. Come on. And so what we do is we build the vehicle. And we say, this is how you do it. This is how you accomplish what God's doing. And you show, you teach. You say, hey, listen, these are the rocket boosters, right? This is a, this is a, a steady prayer life in God. And without this, you're not going anywhere. But the Spirit of God, when the power of God is in your life, Oh, the Bible says that no one can stand in your way. And when he gives you the keys to the kingdom, you can unlock doors that have been locked for years. This next generation is going to unlock doors that we're going to be blown away at. Say, wow, look what God is doing. And you teach him. You say, look, 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 look. This is a powerful prayer life. If you do not have this, you will be a rocket ship that will stay on the ground forever. And so you teach them you need this in your life. You need rockets. And you need to have, make sure that you have an outer coating that's going to be okay when you go through the heat, through the layer, the core that you have to get through to get to the next level. There will be days, next generation, that will be hard. It will be hard because, because the enemy is trying everything in his power to keep you from your full potential. And so we teach got to have an hour layer. This is the armor of God. When you put the armor of God on, you're strong enough to withhandle anything that comes your way. That God's spirit is divine a weapon that comes against the strongholds that hold us back. Isn't that great? So when the spirit of God is in us, it, it demolishes strongholds, demolishes arguments against God. Isn't that incredible? And that's what God does. That's what God does. And we build a vehicle so that the next generation can get to the vision that we see. But we got to get to the mountain and look and see, God, what is the land you want us to possess? What's the land you want us to possess? And I love in Joshua 21, verse 43, it says, So the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn their ancestors. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. God is going to fulfill his promises. But let me talk to you, church. We have to transfer the Spirit of God. We have to transfer this vision to say, this is what God wants to do in you.
today, hey, I want to pray for our next generation. If you're 21 and under, I want you to stand to your feet. We're going to gather around you and pray today and pour out God's spirit on you. There's power when Moses laid his hands on Joshua and he prayed for him and he prayed for the spirit of wisdom. He prayed for the power of God to be in him. And today I want to do that. Can we do that? In fact, yeah, yeah. Find, find, some, find a young person once you gather around them. And I want us to pray that God does an amazing work in their lives. That as we launch them into the future that God has for them, they're ready. They're ready. I know there's some in the production booth too. Uh, if some of you old people could work your way there. You got them covered, Dave? Awesome. So it makes sure they're all covered. I'm going to pray. Cool? All right, let's pray. Come on, God, we love you. And we thank you today for this next generation, the wild ones, the crazy, untamed generation that can't be leashed. They can't be contained. And God, I thank you for what you want to accomplish in them, that you're going to rock the high schools. You're going to rock the junior highs. You're going to rock, rock the universities, God, with your power because of the potential inside of them, because of the promise of God that's on their lives. And so, God, I pray for all the Moseses right now that we would speak life into this generation. God, help us to be the generation that pours life into them so they can accomplish all you want to do in and through them, God. Today, I pray for power to come on them. God, that you would speak through them. Give them the spirit of wisdom. Give them all that they need inside so that they can accomplish everything you want them to do here on earth. God, I thank you for the vision that you've given. Now, I pray that you would transfer that vision onto this generation to see what they can accomplish. God, you are powerful and almighty. So Holy Spirit, we invite you into this space. Won't you go everywhere their foot shall tread and give them that land, give them that territory, that they, they would go places that we have not been before. And I pray for a revival fire to break out in their hearts. God, I pray for your spirit to reside inside them in a hunger and a thirst for your righteousness and a prayer life, God, that would go beyond just the norm and the average. But God, they would get desperate for your presence, Lord. They would get desperate for your presence. Come on, next generation, if you're hungry, would you lift your hands and say, God, won't you fill me with your spirit? Won't you fill me with your power? Give me all that I need to do all that you've called me to. God, I pray for a fire to break out inside of them like you did in Jeremiah, God, where it was so hot that he had to let it out, that he couldn't be silent, God. I pray for this generation to speak out and to speak up and to stand up for what they know is right, to go places that we've not gone before. I pray that you bless their feet as they claim territory. Bless their hands as they love the unlovely, as they touch those that nobody else wants to touch. God, I pray that you would speak through them. Give them eyes to see like you and ears to hear your voice alone and break their heart for the things that breaks your heart, God. We love and trust you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, God. Come on, can you give him a praise right now and give him all of our praises? We lift our voices to him. Come on, can you shout praises to his name? Hallelujah, God. We thank you for what you're going to do in this place and throughout this next generation as you want to do your work in this space. God, we love you. God, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org. 
or any social media platform at This Is Change PHL. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.